Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are on End Times Friday. Uh, good morning. Good is, to see you. Yeah, it's good seeing you. We're, we're, uh, this will be aired, uh, I believe it's the 10th of February. And so uh, yesterday um, we had guests, uh, Chris and Melissa Harrington from Texas that were... <laughs> were uh, Such fun and interesting guests, shared, right? Shared great <laughs> stories. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and then they'll, they'll be on again next week. To continue their uh, great story, but professional football player, and she she was on Shark Tank uh, with a yeah. business. So lots of we could have gone on lots of interesting stories that we could have asked. And more it was of. just fun uh, to watch their faith in action. Just yeah. beautiful faith, and and you could see how God draw drew the two of them together with purpose to magnify Himself. That's right. That's right. So it's been great. We've been, uh, you know, our our. Uh, podcast is called, you know, Come and See uh, uh, Finding Truth in a World of Chaos. And uh, the chaos is getting uh, more and more. Uh, just you get, every day you're just reading stuff that, first of all, doesn't make sense. Uncertainty, economy, world stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the news is, uh, the way I look at news right now is um, I certainly don't uh, spend a lot of time with it. So when I do look <laughs> at it, I'm looking at it, interesting enough, in the humor of it. And the Mm -hmm. humor of it is certainly not, this this isn't, can't be really true, right? You know, and and it's like, yeah, it really is true. The world's really literally, uh, what I I have a phrase that I I said, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. You know, it's like, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of going that way, you know, and it's crazy. Um, So what we're trying to do on these Fridays is, first of all, uh, there's lots of signs Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about, we'll talk a minute about Israel, but Israel being returned as a nation, uh, all these different things. Um, and to me, the most two recent ones <clears throat> that reinforce it, uh, reinforcing mm-hmm. meaning pay more attention, we could be entering into that phase right. of, of history. Uh, and by the way, um, just to keep remembering, because since it's been a long time coming, so to speak, because Jesus said, you know, any day now. <laughs> right. Well, that's his 2000- definition of soon and my definition yeah, of soon are yeah. very different. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand uh, years ago. Um, so then, the population, particularly the Christian population, is like, eh, what? Why bother? You know, um, mm-hmm. because it didn't happen in the other people's lives, and it didn't matter. And so, you know, does it really matter? And uh, the thing we can say because of what uh, Jesus told John, who wrote it, because he saw it, uh, write it down because it's really important and pay attention mm-hmm. to it. it was spend time processing this. And because right. it's in the scriptures, that means everybody all the time. It's mm-hmm. not just, well, yeah, Revelation, now we don't deal with that. I deal with other parts of the Bible, but not that. No, that's part of the Bible. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, pay attention. Um, I'm going to teach you something. Uh, I believe it's about a uh, couple things. One is passing it on generation to mm. generation because someday <laughs> it's going to be it. Right. Um, and they need to know. And they can't. And things that aren't taught and shared will just go by the wayside. Yeah, People they just, will they'll forget. Just, they'll yeah. just be lost. And then the, the second thing is, is that the truth of it talks about the dyna- spiritual dynamic of the world and the spirit of Antichrist and the trouble that that causes and what does that look like then for how do we respond to it. So it is it is important. Um, and do remember that, uh, think about Christ's birth. Mm-hmm. Um, it was prophesied fairly specifically uh, five, six, seven hundred years before it happened. Um, and it was, you know, a Beth- it's going to be in Bethlehem. He's going to mm-hmm. be born, you know. Uh, uh, he's going to be a child, all of these things. Which it really is amazing when you think about the accuracy with which it was prophesied and the statistical probability that any of that actually took place. Yeah, yeah. and tied to that, by the way, uh, which we've spent time in, is Daniel. And Daniel, remember, was saying he got a vision. Remember that he got a vision? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, uh, what's this? <laughs> right, right. And... Um, at first, because it was about judgment, the way he reacted to that, because the, the angel came, Gabriel came and said, it's about judgment. Mm-hmm. And so he said, oh, I, I know about judgment because I was part of Israel that got judged and we had to leave. And I was part of receiving Jeremiah's word from God mm-hmm. to uh, surrender. Don't stay and fight because you'll get killed and just... Go with the Babylonians, and and God will give you a covenant life, but it's going to be in a different place. Right. And we were, and we were judged. Uh, and I also know that God said, if you return to me, mm-hmm. I'll restore you. So when he heard this vision, saw this vision, he says, uh, what's that about? And, and Gabriel says, it's about judgment. And he says, oh, I know about that um, mm-hmm. because I've been through judgment. And he, and he goes through a prayer right. of uh, I know that we've. I know why we got where we were. I know we were judged. I know you're going to restore us. I pray that you do. You know, help us understand judgment. We deserve it, and we confess. Um, and then Gabriel says, "Well, he said, yeah, that's true, <laughs> but uh, and that interesting enough, son, is yet to happen. Mm. It's actually not going to happen in your lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to happen in the next generation's lifetime. Yes, it's going to happen. But he says, actually." I'm trying to show you something way more bigger than that, you know, and mm. this is about the entire rest of history, right? spiritually, and the end. And so he, he uh, gives them a time frame and says, between now, the, when, I, when I'm giving you this message, the vision, yeah, and the Messiah is uh, 400 and some years, and then the Messiah will be cut off, Mm-hmm. You know, dies, initiate, and there's one week left that's going to be dealt with at the end. And then he starts to describe that. That's And by the way, it's it's when he talks about weeks, it's years. Mm-hmm. And interesting enough, Christ born and death was exactly that number of years that he gave Daniel. Oh, that's fascinating, right? I mean, not kind of, not maybe mm-hmm. within 100 years. It was exact. You know, and right. so when you think about, let's say the the uh, Jewish people, 
mm-hmm. who were students of the word, and they they heard that prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. But ultimately, Mary and Joseph have the baby, the shepherds and the wise men, and everybody, you know, praises God. And that happened. It actually happened. Right. And so we got to be careful not to diminish that the end is never going to happen. It's going to happen. And maybe is that our lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. and, and as I said, the two things uh, other than Israel coming about and lots of different signs, but the two things that I know about it is that um, there's a one world government and mm-hmm. there's a one new economic system. Right. Um, and it's universally accepted. And everybody thinks it's a grand, beautiful thing, including a lot of Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, I've been a student of this for a long time. And I knew this. And my question to God always, I do not see how the world can give up all the national sovereignties, particularly mm-hmm. Americans. So, because that means we're giving up our democracy to follow the one world government. Right. Okay, so and willingly, yeah. How you know, and we don't even like each other around the around the world anyway. So, how is that ever going to happen? Uh, because uh, remember, there's another quality to it. Mm-hmm. The quality isn't it's take it's not taken over by force. So it's not like, I mean, we could imagine a China or a Russia maybe could get aggressive and try to conquer. By the way, we had that with Hitler. That's what he tried mm-hmm. to do. Try to conquer by force the world. But this doesn't happen by force. Right. It happens by willing surrender to it. So it's like, how is that going to work? I don't get that. And and so God, all I heard God says, well, you will. <laughs> okay. Um, well, COVID hits. Mm-hmm. And literally what I call lightning speed Within two months, the entire world went to one world government. Right. Uh, now we weren't officially form uh, following but they every were functioning as every if. piece of, but we functioned as one mm-hmm. world government because the WHO, the World Health Organization, said everybody has to do this, and everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody did, and we were under one world government, um, and the world was was shut down. You know uh, what they call uh, spacing. Uh, they, uh, you know, uh, get get uh, you know, to fair good spacing and get to uh, uh, mask and you can't go out, you know. And we did, we mm-hmm. did it. Okay, so that was one. And was, that's like, huh? Now we can see how it how it kind of goes. Mm-hmm. We actually have a visual of that. Okay, the next thing was that, and I've known because I've I've written about uh, the harlot. The harlot is the one that sets up the beast. Right. And. Uh, there's a group, you know, setting that up, working at that, and I, I know it's, it's. Uh, there's a, a family called the Rothschilds that are controlling all the central banks. There was the Council for Foreign Relations that is all, and they publicly stated we want one world government, and it was kind of, you know, it was kind of out there, but it wasn't pushed big time. But in the last three years, ever since COVID, an organization that actually was behind it called the World Economic Forum (WEF). Right. And now they've come out big time and gathered all these people that are saying yes. And they're being very vocal and, and clear, very upfront yeah, to, about their desires. To solve the world problem, um, we need one world government. 
mm-hmm. and we're working at it, and we're going to get there because we know how to do it. By the way, they've set at the moment, and we can't you know say this is absolute. They have set verbally mm-hmm. what they call the Great Reset. Yes, is twenty thirty. We're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. get this done by twenty thirty. So, but they have a goal of it, and so we can see. Okay, it's possible. Uh, well, in the center of all that is Israel, mm-hmm. um, and Israel formed back as a as a nation, and uh, during the tribulation, uh, the first three and a half years, uh, they start to come against Israel again because remember it's spiritual, mm-hmm. and um, I believe that. We're not raptured pre-rap, pre-trib rapture, although there's, there's some verses that you could say so. Um, it's probably mid-trib when the believers around the world are raptured, but that leaves Israel. Mm-hmm. And Israel uh, now takes the banner, and they get converted. They see their eyes are opened up. It's like, oh, no, it was Jesus. He is the Messiah, and now we, we're believers in Christ. And mm-hmm. they become it. Okay, now think about this. Who's against all that? Satan. Right. He's the dragon with the Antichrist and, and, and the false prophet, and they're trying to eliminate every single Christian on earth. Well, if we're raptured, that takes care of most of us. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> and that just leaves Israel. Okay, so now they're coming against Israel. So the question again is, God, how does, how does tiny Israel survive mm-hmm. it? <clears throat> well, there's some interesting truth about this. So let, let me give you some information. Yeah, listen. Um, uh, Israel, and this is just recently, uh, is ranked 100th in the world in terms of population. Okay. So they're they're tiny. So there's 99 com- countries bigger than them. <laughs> right. Uh, so they're not. They don't have the people to be able to sustain a a, a the world coming against them because they're not big enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and their and their birth rate isn't, you know, isn't spectacular. So it's, it's not going to get bigger, big, big time bigger. By the way, there are there are more Jews moving back to Israel, so that's helping the growth. <clears throat> but their economy is just recently na- been uh, hit the top twenty five. Really. Uh, of the world, uh, because they've been blessed. That's impressive it's for ama- that size, it's, it's right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm talking about just pure size. Mm-hmm. Just not not in any per average. It's just per size. The total GDP of Israel is now 25th in the world because they're so amazingly productive. Um, and then uh, what I did is I basically um, did a little search because I might you know my interest was peaked. Well, I right how they get there. Well, um, Israel has been given unbelievable uh, gifts from God to both invent things and then be rewarded for it. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna read you a, just a simple, and this is one, a short list of hundreds that they are leaders in the world of. Uh, one is uh, medical uh, equipment, pharmaceuticals. Uh, they have a flu medicine that's the best in the world. Uh, they develop mm-hmm. patches versus injections so people can uh, uh, not have to have shots to be able to get their stuff. They've invented a pill that's being used now that has a camera in it. Really? Yeah, and you can swallow it, and it can take it can go through your system and take pictures for the, oh, for the doctor. Oh, that's fascinating for uh, diagnostics. For diagnostics, they invented uh, the USB for data storage and connecting computers. 
I did not realize that was them. And they and they huh. have a, they have a big uh, royalty on that. Mm-hmm. Um, they developed the Windows operating system for Microsoft. Really? And have and have a royalty on that. Uh, they developed cell messaging system to, for cell phones to be able to message. Oh, that's fascinating. I had no idea all of this. They've developed the highest speed computer processor chips that, that Intel has a development in Israel and keeps getting these mm-hmm. chips made by them and then they take it around the world. They invented, <laughs> and this is something I, I use all the time, uh, a GPS uh system called Waze. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with that too. Uh, they invented it and, and have ownership in that. Um, they invented micro irrigation so you can grow things in the desert. Mm. Um, and it, and it's, it's working for them. That's and useful, working on yes. They developed uh, faster and better food growing systems. They invented and developed desalinization so they can take salt water from the ocean and make it make it regular water. Um, and by mm. the way, they're tra- this is interesting. Um, I'm going to talk a minute about their their gas uh, f- uh, capability, gas fuel. They they don't have the oil capability to build their own re- fully reserved because they don't they don't ha- they don't have happen they don't have a lot of oil under there like they do in Saudi Arabia. Right. So they're trading these countries. I'll show you how to uh, desalinate uh, ocean water. And you give me your oil. <laughs> so wow! Uh, they developed a uh, uh, amazing that ski resorts all over the world and the areas for snowmaking. Uh, they developed the most advanced solar energy. Now panel. that may be the oddest one I think I've heard. I don't picture Israel developing the snowmaking system. They don't. They don't, they don't have. Uh, they, they're not great skiers. Uh, Why did they even think about yeah. that? <laughs> They developed the most advanced solar energy panels and batteries, and, and they're converting a lot of their country to solar. Mm-hmm. Um, they This is cool. They developed converting carbon dioxide, which is the reason that we have the ozone hole and the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what they call global warming and stuff. They've, they've discovered a way to convert that into usable fuel and power. Oh, wow. And it's going to go worldwide. And then they're, they're a... Uh, uh, one of the premier countries of developing robotics uh, for the world. Isn't that interesting? Um, and um, they've uh, recently uh, developed and found, because God gave them discovery, uh, gas reserves. This would be natural mm-hmm. gas to function uh, that are uh, 18 times greater than their annual consumption. Wow. Uh, so they're Boy, saying, if you don't see just God's favor on all of these things, you got to be blind, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, okay. So, you know, Rich, hey, there's your answer. Um, it's going to be me, God speaking. I'm blessing them. Even interesting mm-hmm. enough, they don't fully attribute it to me yet. They still think right. they're, they're part of this and they are, but I'm doing the work because I'm getting mm-hmm. them ready to be able to handle. By the way, um, they developed uh, defensively, uh, the militarily. Mm-hmm. What's called the Iron Dome, right? And um, it's it's. Uh, uh, I was over there in Israel, and they were showing me and explaining it to me. Said, <laughs> they said, well, think of um, kids. And by the way, the, you know who mans these things are kids. They're eighteen to twenty-two. Oh yeah, year olds. they've been playing video games forever. And they've been they playing got this. Video games. <laughs> uh, they know how to do it. So it's really literally a screens. Um, and if a missile comes up, and they're manned all the time, if, if a mm-hmm. missile comes up, which happens a lot. Um, 
it shows there's an a, a immediate decision by the system. Is it going to hit population or just mm-hmm. in the desert? If it hits in the desert, they let it go because they don't want to waste their, their their missiles. If it if it's if it's yeah, it's going to hit something. The the kid watching it with the joystick shoots it down, mm-hmm. and it's ninety nine percent effective. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why they can't they can't really go after Israel. And then they, recently they added to it because that was what's called shorter missiles. Right. They added to it long term missiles. Now, so that even if it was shipped from Iran, they could they can shoot it down, and the Iron Dome has gotten more strong, basically, um, and it's it's remarkable. I mean, so they're they're really clever. So that Israel uh, is the is the country that uh, God is going to preserve, and is going to want be the one that lasts all the way through the tribulation, mm-hmm. and when the Battle of Armageddon, when they decide, you know, we've tried all this technology and that doesn't work. So let's just march against them, and they gather Russia, China, whatever, gather 200 million people against them, thinking we can no way they can beat us because of they're only seven, eight million people. Um, right. That's when Christ returns in the Battle of Armageddon, and it, it kills all of the uh, people opposite opposing Israel and Christ, and now they are ushered into the what's called the millennium. Mm-hmm. And reigning for a thousand years on Earth, repopulating now with Christ physically being here with the angels. And by the way, if we're raptured, we're going to come back and be with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really remarkable. So the the, the the neat thing about it all is, uh, yep, pay attention. Uh, interesting stuff going on, and you can kind of there's just a little bit of a sense of perhaps it is closer in our day than ever. Uh, right now we can't guarantee it but it seems with all this happening is man we we easily could be seeing the end um, and at least uh, Mm -hmm. get ready for it okay well there's a uh, a scripture about this Um, Jesus is talking about it uh, Matthew 24 25 the question comes up by his disciples because Jesus is talking about the end right he says when's all this going to happen and he describes all these things that we just talked about. Israel's going to come back as a nation. Uh, earthquakes, more earthquakes are going to happen. Famine, uh, disease, you know, COVID, mm-hmm. all this stuff is going to happen. Uh, then he goes into this little story uh, that he says, by the way, I need you to pay attention to the story. So go ahead and read Matthew 25, 1 to 13. Okay. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, is coming. go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the wedding and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Yeah. Uh, so he um, he goes to this interesting little story, and he says, first of all, um, he's the bridegroom, 
And there's lots of imagery in Scripture, particularly in the mm-hmm. New Testament, that um, I'm, I'm preparing a place for my bride. And right. um, it's at two different levels. One is individually. Mm-hmm. So that um, in uh, John 14, he says, don't, don't let your heart ever get troubled. I'm preparing my place for you in my father's house. Mm-hmm. And when it's time for you to pass, and I actually had done some study on this, you know, with uh, Michelle passing. Yes. Is, and we saw it. We got to actually experience it. Uh, Jesus came and took her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Linda realized something, and I, I really believe it, and I was confirmed by it, is that there's physical death, but mm-hmm. actually we don't experience it because mm-hmm. we're alive. And right. our soul is still living, and it just transfers into the next place because God says, you're my bride, and I'm coming to get mm-hmm. you, um, and I'll take take you back with me to my Father's place. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's the imagery of it. And, uh, and then it's at the personal level, but it's also at a macro level when he talks lots of times about the church. Right. Uh, the, the bigger body is going to go at different times, uh, together, and particularly at the end, which could be again the rapture and/or just passing, you know, into uh, eternity. So he said, "I'm coming. I'm coming to get you." Um, and then he separates the group into two groups: mm-hmm. the wise and the foolish. Right. Okay. Now, what? And he, he makes this pretty simple. Uh, who were the wise? What the wise do? were actually prepared for his coming back. Yeah, yeah for his uh, arrival. Because uh, you need lamps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lamps, think of lamps as, in a sense, you know, flashlights. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to walk in the dark and I need light to walk in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when it's nighttime, and in that, in that day and age, it would be like God saying to you, if you're going to go camping mm-hmm. and you need a flashlight, well, what do you got to take with you? Batteries. Right. right. Um, you could have a housing. But if you don't have batteries, what's going to happen to that lamp, to that right. flashlight? Nothing, see? So you got to have batteries. Um, so if you're going to go camping, by the way, take take batteries, particularly if, if uh, you think they may run out. Mm-hmm. So well, that's kind of what the oil was. It was kind of the battery. Well, and isn't that, you know, symbolic in a lot of ways of the Holy Spirit? Well, it's deeper, than, it's deeper yeah. because it's about the Holy Spirit. Um, so he says uh, the wise had, had uh, preparation and had uh, uh, oil. The mm-hmm. foolish were, were didn't have what? They didn't have oil. Right. Um, and they weren't prepared. Um, so then um, uh, they knew, because it implies here, the master is coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's delayed. Okay, so now think about the difference between the wise and the foolish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both know it's coming back, but it's delayed. And it mm-hmm. looks like it ain't happening. Looks like it ain't happening. Looks like it ain't happening. What happened to the foolish when that started? Because they started out with oil, but now right. they, they didn't keep it up. All right, how come? Right. They didn't really see the, that it was coming soon. And so they lost the urgency of paying attention and being prepared. Yeah, so about why bother? Uh, they got negligent and basically said it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so what that I prepared last week, but I don't need to be this week. So why? What? What? What difference does it make? Um, so I got lazy and I didn't prepare, um, and then all of a sudden he comes back, mm-hmm. um, and it's night, and um, 
the foolish uh, don't have any oil. They don't have a way you know, right. to, to process. So they ask for the, the wise, give me some oil. Mm-hmm. Now, what do the wise say? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. Um, no. No, you're not we need prepared. this. <laughs> um, and implying that um, I really can't give it to you because I don't have the power to give it to you. Because mm. uh, you, you actually referred to it. It's actually the Holy Spirit. Right. Is you can't ride my coattails. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you have to have your own relationship, and I I can't I really don't have the ability to. Give I can't that. do that for you. I can't do that for you. So the answer yeah. is no. You you know you got to follow it. So then they say okay. Um, I see. And by the way, it's implied here. They realize, uh oh, mm-hmm. this could be it. Um, I better go get oil. Right. In other words. I, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? Because this could be it. And while they say that, it sto- It ends. Right. Um, and now they can't, see. Um, and it's too late. Yeah. And so uh, they don't have the, they, they try to react, but they don't have time to react. Mm-hmm. And so then they go to God and say, well, let us in anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, because remember, um, I'm identified as your bride. So he's, he's, he's talking about at least people that think they're Christians or mm-hmm. have a basis to talk to, to God through Christ. Uh, what's Christ's, Christ's response to that? I don't know you. Okay, now what is, think about what that means. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What do you think that means? That, that implies a level of intimacy, yeah, certainly. Cause, yeah, because the word know, uh, literally there is uh, the same word that would be used between a man and a woman to have sexual mm-hmm. intercourse. It's... It's um, intimate relationship of right. experiencing the life of God. And he says, remember that the way that you can walk with me when all this happens mm-hmm. is to have that true relationship. You can't, right. you can't say you have it mm-hmm. or you can't say, I wish I had it or I've been trying to get it. Either you have it or you don't. And if, I, and mm-hmm. if you don't, I cannot allow you in. Because the requirement is still based on what? The fact that you're separated from me. And the only remedy is you have to receive me, believe in me, and then walk with me. Right. So preparation. He's implying here that, therefore, as you get ready for it, uh, preparation. Now, we could take that, and we talked a little bit uh, actually last time about your experience with having no internet, you know, and Mm -hmm. having no heat. and. Um, and there's preparation that, that God would imply. There's certain things I'd like to guide you into, but more importantly, yes, it's really simpler. It's just walk with me for mm-hmm. me to instruct you for the preparation. Right. Um, and right. I'll show you what it looks like, and then you're ready for when I return. You're all ready. Right. Uh, and in fact, as you talk about that, I think... Our tendency, or in my experience, a lot of tendency of Christians when they start talking about preparation and end times and sort of things is to go to things you could potentially control. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it is to go to, you know, physical preparation and supply preparation and, you know, all of these things, which, and I'm not negating that God will instruct you as needed to do that. But I think the tendency is to go there and to neglect the heart preparation and the abiding preparation that we're really called to. Right. And in fact, even as we watch the signs, you know, he tells us so many things to be watching and, and we're, we get good about watching what's going on in the world. And if we're not careful, we'll watch all of those things and we won't be watching what's going on in the kingdom. Right. Right. 
And And I think there's both to be addressed there and both to pay attention to. And if I was going to err on one side or the other, I'd rather be watching more what's happening in the kingdom and preparing my heart more than being focused on the other. Yeah, yeah. And and again, think of the... um, uh, even the story itself was that, first of all, it wasn't a wise person and a foolish person. It was a wise group and a foolish group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was one of the wisdom of preparation is we'll get a community around you. Mm. Oh, that's uh, smart, yeah. Uh, that starts to process. Uh, and even if it's just what is God's will for us in this chaos, right? Uh, let's, go, let's start there and learn that. And if it is in the end, we really need it because of the remnant. And then two uh, is that uh, it's that I didn't know you, which means I have to learn to walk with him so that he knows me and I know him. Mm-hmm. And I'm following God's will of all of my life, which at the moment generally is about my personal life. Right. But if it starts to move into the end, it's going to be a way bigger question. It's right. like, what do we do now? Because um, I see what's going on and... Uh, what I care about about our life is really kind of uh, not as important as now how do we together walk mm-hmm. with you into the preparation of it. So um, it's a spiritual thing. Uh, yes. So when he's talking, and that's why the oil is all about, is that I want you to be prepared, but it's a spiritual preparation. Now, there will be physical things, but I'll let you know what those are. Right. Um, and and that unique. comes from actually walking in the spiritual yeah, preparation. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll know and you'll get some wisdom and insight. And it'll depend on where you are and uh, what you're capable of having and who, you, who you're who you with. And mm-hmm. uh, So it's it's a pretty cool story of God saying, <laughs> uh, the way, again, that, that God talks to me as I look at stuff like that is, uh, Rich, if I was you, I wouldn't be foolish. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you'd be way better off being wise. Mm-hmm. So uh, why don't you... Uh, Get your community, and you, you learn to walk with me, uh, and get prepared, uh, because for sure, because he's describing this at the end, kind of going to be important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, our encouragement to everybody would be: don't be foolish, uh, don't be stubborn, don't be thinking it doesn't matter. Uh, it does matter uh, that mm-hmm. you have a community that you're learning together to walk with God, seek His will, and by the way, enjoy life now. Yes. Because enjoying life now means we're going to enjoy it even in the trouble that we're going to have because we've learned how to do that. So it's kind of it's kind of cool. Yeah, well, we we great. could go on and on. We'll keep we'll keep this up. <laughs> there's there's more to the story here in, in Matthew, but we'll uh, we'll come back to that next time. That sounds great. Well, thanks so much for sharing and thank you for joining us, everyone. Hope you found today interesting and challenging and um, just gave you something to really process with God. Yeah. So thanks again and have a great weekend. All right. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.